Welcome to the Merlin Podcast, bringing Europe's fresh waters back to life. Welcome to the second episode of the Merlin Podcast. I'm Rob St. John. In this episode, we delve into the big ideas that are shaping how ambitious freshwater restoration projects are being carried out across Europe. From dam removal to floodplain restoration, the European Union-funded Merlin project is investing millions of euros to disrupt and transform existing ways of carrying out freshwater restoration. But what do these keywords, transformation and disruption, actually mean in practice? And what are the underlying inspirations that motivate scientists and environmentalists to help bring Europe's freshwaters back to life? In September 2022, I travelled to Fulda, just outside Frankfurt in Germany, to attend the first Merlin all-partner meeting. At the meeting, I spoke to project partners from all over Europe to find out about how they're working together to research, plan, finance and implement major freshwater restoration projects. The aim of this work is to encourage healthier European rivers, streams, peatlands and wetlands, which aren't only good for nature, but also bring many social and economic benefits. To better understand the first big idea guiding this work, transformation, I spoke to Merlin project leader Daniel Herring from the University of Duisburg-Essen. Transformation is not easy to define. It is basically a change in, well, I would say a change in societal attitude uh, towards, in our case, towards nature and, and nature restoration. I think in an ideal world we uh, will change the mindset of people that are dealing with restoration. This will, of course, have a lot of consequences. Also, um, in the way uh, restoration is performed on the ground. Um, so, for example, that uh, these economic sectors are much more involved, so that they are also drivers of restoration because they also see some benefits for them. The idea that transformation means forging new ways of working together to benefit nature was shared by Eva Hernandez, coordinator of the Living European Rivers Initiative at WWF. Transformation implies, uh, well, I think uh, breaking silos and making sectors work out of the silos is one of the first steps in transformation. And I think nature-based solutions can be uh, both uh, can both benefit from this integration uh, between sectors, this cross-sectoral collaboration, and it can also trigger this collaboration because the fact that a, a nature-based solution has multiple benefits implies that the there is a whole range of stakeholders that, that should or could have interest in the, in the nature-based solution. So that's why I think it's, yeah, this integration and collaboration between sectors. I mean, working with sectors individually is key, but working across sectors is even more key because, yeah, there's multi, multiple benefits. At the heart of the transformation concept is the idea that our human relationships with nature need to be fundamentally reshaped. Here's Astrid Schmidt-Kloiber from Boku in Vienna. To my mind, it really is important to, uh, yeah, to get to this transformation, to this change in the minds of, of people, because it's working with nature and not against nature. The main outputs really should uh, or are meant for the, for the general public, so really that we get this change in, in, the, in the minds of the people. This idea 
that transformation is vital to society is shared by Merlin Project Coordinator Sebastian Burke. Yeah, transformation is literally changing the shape of something, changing old habits perhaps that become new approaches towards how we live our lives in in this society. So um, these various levels of transformation touch also upon uh, the idea of changing our behavior towards nature, which doesn't necessarily always mean that we bring ecosystems back to a natural state, but it probably means that we bring nature back into the thinking, the minds and the hearts of the people. So maybe this is what already contributes to this idea of transformation and to change the old ways and go into uh, something that is different, something that makes things better than, than before. So this is kind of what, what we are interested in the project. And um, obviously, um, that's not a very straightforward concept. It seemed that aiming for transformative freshwater restoration is an ambitious but complex process. I spoke to El Hassan Ibrahim and Kirsty Blackstock from the Hutton Institute to delve deeper into the concept. We basically mean how we can have um, a significant change from what we're doing currently. We've seen that there is an issue, a challenge in terms of how we are managing fresh water. Um, example is climate change, um, um, depleting water quality. So we're looking at how can we work with these economic sectors to change and we want to see that the change is significant or is profound. But there's often um, transition is a way of, of doing a, a very gentle, incremental change which really doesn't challenge why we have the problem that we have at the moment. So transformation is often seen as more radical really, as you said, a profound change. But we need to provide those preconditions so that the profound change can be seen as something fantastic, not something really frightening or uh, problematic. Um, and so often we think about these things as emergent. They're, they're socio-ecological systems. Merlin cannot pull a lever and say, OK, we change from state A to state B. Merlin can prepare the ground, provide the preconditions, help, and then over time, all these things will come together to make the change happen. One of the recurring debates at the meeting was how to fund restoration projects. Here's Gerardo Anzaldúa from Ecologic to explain how this is part of transformative thinking. I, it is a big word, no? It is a big concept. Um, but I think we are, I mean, I think every piece of um, the whole package that Merlin is is aligned towards that. Well, as I, as I said, like, um, it's ambitious, no? Um, and, and, and how do you get people to, you know, put their, their preconceptions away and, and, and really talk to each other and understand each other and, and engage, I think. And, and that's why, I mean, we, we have to be ambitious, but at the same time, we have to be very conscientious of how, how far we, we, we can actually get. So we've set ourselves a little bit of a... I see it as a low bar, but again, I, I think it would be very... Um, impactful to have at least a couple of very concrete examples of how private financiers, private investors have come together with people driving the restoration, managing the restoration actions and actually found ways to work together. So transformation 
seemed to be a big picture approach to thinking about how to achieve positive environmental change. It's about fundamentally shifting how we plan, finance and carry out restoration projects and how that impacts all our daily lives. It was interesting, therefore, to get a perspective on Merlin's work from across the Atlantic. Here's guest speaker Josh Wright from The Nature Conservancy. I think Merlin has a great chance because it is focused just on this springboard. How do we take these great concepts and and grow them? So Merlin has this great opportunity to think both through academics, through public works, through politicians. How can we grow systems so that they're ready to absorb any potential slug of money that might come? Similarly, Walter van der Bund from the European Commission sees the transformative potential of the Merlin project in the run-up to deadlines for achieving healthy European freshwaters by 2027, set by the Water Framework Directive. I would be really happy if at the end of Merlin, which is uh, uh, probably, it's quite close already to 2027, that it shows that it's possible to do things, it's achievable. Uh, by uh, better integrating with the sectors, by sort of uh, better sort of uh, searching for financing uh, uh, in other ways than in the traditional sort of uh, government grants. And um, it's really important because otherwise we may conclude in 27, well, uh, it's a big failure and it's not achievable and uh, uh, we, we, we are going to, uh, uh, to, to sort of drop our, our environmental ambitions and that uh, I think would not be fair. If transformation is about causing major shifts in how freshwater restoration is carried out, then there are likely to be disruptions to existing approaches and systems. Disruption therefore emerged as another of the recurring big ideas from the Merlin meeting. But what does it actually mean? Here's Daniel Herring again. Transformation means that, well, it is more disruptive, so that we have big steps, that we are climbing up a hill very fast, and that afterwards nothing is is looking the same, so to say. Um, Of course, Merlin can only be a small part of this puzzle, but in this specialised area of freshwater restoration, I think we, we can really contribute to this transformation. Here's Al-Hassan Ibrahim and Kirsty Blackstock on the radical potentials of the term. Sometimes it may challenge the existing um, norms, existing values, and, you know, as humans, when we are ingrained in certain things, it's difficult for us to you know, accept that. So basically to do that, we think it needs that um, radical ideology or radical action which is disrupt. I mean, I like the word disrupt um, because it's not as negative as destroy or (laughs) end, but often to, to, we get very locked in. We get, as Hassan said, you know, we become creatures of habit, we become routinized, institutionalized, and it becomes, it's easier to do what we've always done. Sometimes you need a, a bit of a shock, a bit of a push to make you change. And this idea of disruption can be really helpful because it's just like jolt the train off its tracks a little bit. And then it makes us stop and think, gives us a space to say, can we do it differently? And that's why I like disrupt a lot as a, as a metaphor. As Gerardo Anzaldúa introduced earlier, financing freshwater restoration projects was a key theme for discussion and debate at the meeting. I spoke to Paolo Andres, a so-called angel investor, who challenged Merlin Partners to disrupt traditional approaches to funding restoration through public grants. 
Yeah, people, many people are, are used to grants. They have been uh, living in this grant world for the past uh, 20, 30 years. And, um, and uh, it's difficult for them to change their mindset because uh, they don't know how to live without grants. And uh, the problem is that we have a big financing gap in the market nowadays. And uh, grants is not going to be to solve this because the governments are not investing more and more money in these uh, areas. And the, the financing gap is huge. So we need to think creatively and finding other solutions. And there are a lot of other solutions in the market that have been uh, used in many uh, restoration projects. So people just need to see the best practice and try to, to, to copy them and uh, follow them as well. Yeah, you need to bring restoration to the market in the good sense. So it's not uh, you need to 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 keep the um, the the good practice in terms of ecology, in terms of maintaining the ecosystems. But there is there there, there are a lot of possibilities to to raise money and to raise funds, um, and combining both aspects: the the profit, the people, and uh, the planet as well. But despite the big shifts in established ways of doing things discussed at the meeting, the term disrupt didn't sit comfortably with everyone. Here's Gerardo Anzaldúr again. That word tends to be associated with you know, like very big things, very sort of dynamic things. I, I, we're probably not doing any of that in, in that sense. Uh, sure, it could be disruptive in the sense that, you know, if we are bringing together people who are normally, you know, not willing to even look at each other, then sure, you could also sort of like tell that as disruptive. I'd rather just call it something else um, to get a little bit of the hype away. <laughs> For Eva Hernandez, however... The idea of disruption might actually offer common ground to help different sectors work together. We are trying not. We are trying to be disrupt, disruptive in a kind way. <laughs> That's difficult because uh, what we really want to do is, as I said, bring the sectors on board to show them that nature is not the enemy. That working with nature pays off for the for the sectors too. Um, so we want to be disruptive at the end. We want to change things but we want uh, to change them with the sector and not um, against the sector. Double challenge. <laughs> Thomas Hein from Boku in Vienna shares this view that working with nature to bring different sectors together is itself a form of disruption to the status quo. We need to use these drivers like, like the drought we currently experience or the, the enormous extreme floods we have seen uh, also in the, in, at the same time. And we need to transform or translate that into actions where nature can support us and uh, provide us even a better resilience against these extreme events. So far, we've talked about the big ideas of transformation and disruption that are shaping how the Merlin project is carrying out freshwater restoration projects across Europe. Given the dire headlines over the climate emergency and freshwater biodiversity crisis, it's clear that this work is vital and urgent. But at the same time, it's not always easy. With this in mind, I wanted to find out what motivated this group of scientists and environmentalists to restore Europe's fresh waters. What were the inspirations that kept them afloat? Here's Daniel Herring. Yeah, fresh waters are uh, 
a fantastic habitats, of course. So they are full of life, and uh, everybody loves them, and everybody uses them, and they are under tremendous threat. So they are all drying out uh, in these warm summers, and uh, well, all the stresses that act on. Um, on freshwater ecosystems are multiplying through, through climate change. And well, to combat this and to, uh, to find new ways of, uh, yeah, how we say, bringing freshwaters back to life, this is really an important task and an inspiring task. And here's Patricia Rodriguez-Gonzalez from the University of Lisbon. So I hope it can be more um, in a good balance between what uh, uh, nature um, can uh, stand to, to continue in a good condition and the, the populations that occur in the basin more uh, respectful and also having opportunities to, to develop uh, their lives in a good condition, in more harmony with their nature. Finding deeper connections with freshwater ecosystems was an idea shared by Linnea Jagrud from the Swedish Forest Agency. Like the rivers, we forgot uh, the rivers' own uh, personality or the rivers' own uh, um, aspects that we, we haven't really... Um, we forgot it as humans and then we have to keep finding that one again and that's a, a little bit hard because it's a long time forgotten, but it could be found if we only look. The wonder sparked by freshwaters was shared by Jack Riley from the International Peatland Society. I founded a, a wonderful, amazing um, ecosystem full of questions and challenges. And as a scientist, something that um, I'd just love to get, uh, get into and try and, uh, and try and understand. And that sense of wonder can help us communicate why freshwater restoration is so important. Before leaving the meeting, I had one last chat with Eva Hernandez. I think what I especially like from freshwater work and rivers is that um, that they flow and that they connect different um, different ecosystems. That um, it's and and it, it allows you to have a systemic view of the landscape. It it connects elements, connects uh, species, people. It moves energy and matter. And yeah, I like this. Um, systemic thinking that comes with how the river works and I think that's the that's the future in terms of uh, conservation sustainability and not um, overpassing the the planetary boundaries is have the systemic thinking and and look um, 360 degrees around us to find solutions that are uh, solving many problems at the same time I think rivers have that capacity and I find them inspiring and beautiful. Who doesn't get inspired by looking at a river and listening to the flow of water, the birds? It's nice, no? So, transformation, disruption, inspiration. Three big ideas which are motivating ambitious freshwater restoration projects across Europe. Themes which often leave as many questions as they do answers. Thank you to all the Merlin partners who gave up their time and thoughts at the meeting to help me understand these ideas better. You can find out more about the Merlin project at project-merlin.eu and keep up with our progress on social media and at freshwaterblog.net. The Merlin project is funded by the European Commission's Horizon 2020 programme 
This podcast was presented and produced by me, Rob St John, and the music is by Sebastian's band, Scala. Until next time, thanks for helping us bring Europe's fresh waters back to life. (laughs) 